0: to another episode of the Niagara Moon Podcast. As always, I'm Thomas Irwin. I'm the Niagara Moon uh, composer, if you will. Uh, I'm talking with basic printer Jesse Walters, and this is a very, very special kind of collaborative episode we have for today. I say that partly because uh, Jesse is releasing this episode uh, on his podcast, The Printer Pod, which I highly recommend. So, in other words, he's releasing this conversation on there the same day I'm doing it here. And he also did the editing, which is very much appreciated. So, anyway, Basic Printer, he's no stranger to the podcast. I've uh, talked with him here for a few times, including two episodes ago, uh, where he indulged me in going over uh, our album, Eating Peaches. But uh, so I kind of return the favor, although it's not really a favor because I got a blast out of doing this uh i love talking to this dude hearing about his artistry Um, basic printer is just some some great music i I can call myself a fan i hope uh, upon listening to this you may become one he just put out his brand new album fantastic wrists on all the streaming services and that's what we're going to talk about today this very remarkable new full-length album of his uh just became public on spotify and all that i've actually been listening to the album for months you know i'm i'm in the know i'm on his mailing list and all that so i've been digesting this album for a while and it's really it's a behemoth uh very very impressive to me sonically great songs amazing songwriting arrangement uh the storytelling that's really what we get into today that's kind of the meat and potatoes is uh he really, Jesse really, lets me into his uh, his psyche on this one, and it was an honor, and uh, it was a great po- podcast experience. I don't want to delay too much further. Uh, just enjoy the episode, enjoy uh, hearing Jesse talk about making the album uh, with with his collaborators, and uh, go check out Fantastic Wrist if you get the chance. Let's get into it.
1: Hey. 40 lines of tetris and then how many games can you cure your depression stack the blocks until they disappear. first thing i would want to ask is like i know you were kind of preparing for mm-hmm. this and i actually in my in my google analytics <laughs> <in> my <laughs> i google,
0: was spying I, on you
1: <laughs> yeah I saw you, like, looking at all the lore stuff, and I'd see these different URLs pop up, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Thomas, like, looking at his own. Not that you were, you know, uh, not that it was required of you, or that I assume you went way in and, like, just were nonstop BP I got Lord. what I needed. Right. So, did you, just my first question is, like, did you, like, what is, do you have any burning questions or things you didn't realize or just any weird discoveries that are are sticking out in your mind
0: so i'll take you through a little bit my journey with digesting this latest latest album of yours um because i love good weird i've been on the Mm -hmm. the good weird train a while um and uh and i'd heard a little bit of of stuff you've done before that like i love your song child grows but um, so, so your previous like mini album, Good Weird, is kind of like my my home base for, oh, wow. like uh, you know how I perceive your music. And uh, I got Fantastic Wrist uh, as a pre-order, like so when it was first available. Um, so so I've had I've been listening to that for a few months. Um, I know you just uh, finally put it out on on streaming, recently. But uh, so I've been sitting with the album for a while. Uh, I would listen to it from time to time without really getting the whole context. Like I, I wasn't, um, you know, scouring the lyrics as I listened or whatever. It would be something that I put mm. on my, my iPod while I'm like walking out in the woods or whatever. Yeah. And, um, so kind of a long winded way to say I, I started by just, you know, purely listening to the album without much context first. Mm. And, um, oh, yeah you know taking in the gorgeous really involving soundscapes and picking out some lyrics where i could you know you sing beautifully but it's uh, sometimes you're putting some effects on your voice or it's it goes to these places where it's it's a little harder for me to like understand literally everything you're singing like in that moment with everything else going on so i'm getting totally. bits and pieces at first and and i'm really loving the album and enjoying the album but it's the what's going on conceptually or them- thematically is, is a little murky to me then. Mm-hmm. And then I knew we were going to be talking about it and I'm like, well, this is as good a time as any to really dig in and get the full story about this album cause, because you offer so much content around it. I mean the the lyrics are included on the, in the CD anyway, but like online you have all this, these stories around the album to dig into and you explain how you wrote and produced different stuff and, so I checked all that out, All That's Awesome, and it clicked pretty quickly. Like, hmm. this whole album is one story. You're telling one narrative here. I, I thought it was, you know, you have all these songs that are about all these different places, and I, th- I thought we were going through this whole smorgasbord of this whole life and career of, of Basic Printer, but you're, you're wow. telling one simple story, and it, it just dawned on me, like, okay, it's it's all here it's and it's amazing to me how it all connects and interweaves but uh and and we can get into what story that is but it was like wow this is this is like a a novel now like it clicked you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's it's a deceptively simple story like if which again maybe we'll get more into it but if you zoom out on the like if if you look at what the story's saying and then you zoom out, it's like a very, very solitary, small moment that I'm really painting, but what's being born out of it is over the top or over analyzed. And that's kinda of the whole thematic thing about it, is like the it's an album about like obsession and over analysis. So yeah. the concept of like having this tiny moment and then it being it, it's taking an album about like a you know an eight hour window of time where not much is going on and then it goes to the record and it's like this overly Dude. long probably, yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well it's it's kind of like this like uh good weird to my ears is basically a drunken house party wow Uh, it's kind of, I feel like it's your calling card. I mean, that could be because it's the first thing that I heard from you, but it feels like it's encapsulating all the kind of different elements of who you are as an artist. And for the most part, it feels, it's like being at a really nerdy quote unquote party where like, you're not the cool kids and maybe you're just like watching a bunch of uh, scary movies or you're like, it's game night. Um, And you're like, you're up till really late. And it's kind of, you know, some people might say you're nerds, but you realize like you're having more fun at that kind of party than you would anywhere else. Oh, that's That's great. That's kind of how I pick up the the vibe of of Good Weird. Or you're at just like a really quirky house show that, um, you know, only like the really cool weird kids know about or that kind of thing. Yes. But this album, Fantastic Wrist, I feel like it takes the vibe of uh, Two Hearts Tomb. Yeah. Which is, happens to be my favorite song from Good Weird. But it oh. takes that mindset and that feeling and expands it to, <laughs> to almost a whole album.
1: Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, because obviously I have like different modes that right. I have a lot of different flavors, which you understand as Niagara Moon as well. But I feel like there are some key past songs you can zoom in on and it's like oh it's super fantastic wrist like yeah two hard tombs um maybe like drunk hug or snore captain and then like uh iron face from the ep also perhaps mhm yeah so so <laughs> that's
0: that's cool about two heart tombs actually it's this album to me the fantastic wrist so it's like Good, good Weird was the house party and Fantastic Wrist is a few hours later when you're trying to get to sleep and oh, it's yeah. not going well. It's 3 a.m. and you're like fixating on your, your past. But it's, it's yeah. like taking that headspace and making it like cinematic, like a big adventure out of that. Right. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> uh, like the whole album is this intense retrospection. Am I, am I, uh, wrong, oh, yeah, I?
1: super correct. Intense retrospection, like, way, like, like extreme, like, introspection to the point of, like, ridiculousness. <laughs> Cause, like, I've always been introspective for sure. That's been, like, a huge, it's actually been, like, something that's been, like, such a outward element of me, I guess you could say, Um, that, you know, even past that kind of natural level of like really wanting to be an introspective person and show that off, this is almost saying like, but don't do it this far. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's a beautiful album. So I don't, I don't want that idea to get lost anywhere but like hearing this i'm like i would not want to be in this guy's head this is exhausting
1: (laughs) yeah it yes yeah it is (laughs) it it is yeah should i say it was because yeah
0: like is is this a specific real life uh i think you said eight hour window of time that you experience like is this is can you like point to a specific night that this all comes out of or it's kind of like an amalgam of
1: Right. It's, it's definitely an amalgam. It's like amalgamation. Yeah. Amalgam in the middle. <laughs> it was, it was like, there was a period of, you know, there was, there's was a few months or more than a few months. I can't really remember where it, it kind of felt like every day or every night was sort of like this. And how old were you? Like 18 or? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tw- it was like 2018.
0: 2018, okay. 2018
1: into 2019 maybe. No, so I well, I was 18, 17, 18. Right
0: when when the relationship was was going on. Yeah, when and like the main, you're um, like my age ish now. Yeah, so that's it's a... like 10, 12, 13 years after the fact or so.
1: Yeah, it was that, and that's kind of what I'm getting when I'm at it, getting at what I'm saying. Like this level of like reminiscence and introspection is you know like toxic for sure and oh like unnecessary and kind of like cancerous like it, it and se- I, seems
0: to be a symptom of something else almost how do you mean it's just taking your mind to that place and kind of raking yourself over the coals you know so long after the fact i well the, the thing is i i personally have never had a very serious relationship and then broken up and and dealt with that all personally myself Uh so i feel like i might be missing some ah mental piece there that i would have with this album a little more had i personally gone through that but it's just i'm i'm listening to somebody who's who's talking about these events from so long ago but still in such vivid detail Uh. and we're so far after the fact i'm like why would somebody, personally, I just, I have difficulty understanding, like, why would somebody's mind do that? That sounds so arduous. Yeah. You know, like, what, what's wow. going on there was was kind of my uh, my to- reaction.
1: Totally. Okay. Yes. So, Symptom is something else. I get what you mean now, because I agree. Like, the album is kind of saying, because for a little bit more context, like, yeah. this is probably the third or fourth time I've had... <laughs> what I call a relapse Oof. over this person <laughs> you know what I mean and this time when it was like wow it's I'm feeling this way again and it's been 10 years or whatever it be kind of became clear to me like okay this is not this is just like some cancerous anxious like offshot thing that's not even about the person anymore. Right. Like, this is like a compulsion or an addiction at this yeah. point. And part of Fantastic Wrist is also recognizing that. It's also being like, look at how ridiculous this is. This is not really a love story anymore. It's kind of just like this solitary, intense, like, um, like a psychedelic, you know, self-deprecation kind of thing now that i have
0: experience with
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah right it's just and part of it, it it's it's so many things it's it's recognizing like okay this is you i could replace this with person x yeah and i might do this anyway or um Or it's like oh are are you just trying to make this record right now is like that why you're feeling this way Mm. or are you just capitalizing creatively on your feelings or whatever and so it's like oh dig into it dig 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 like all of these kind of hopefully who knows how productive they are because I would think not at all I mean you got some great music (laughs) out of it at least (laughs) Yeah. yeah but like I like a big basic printer ism is like let's Make fun of myself from this distance, as if like, oh, I'm totally absolved. Because look how
0: self aware of how dumb mm. I am,
1: you know. <laughs> and it's, it's like a stand-up a comedian
0: will kind of maybe like they'll have a traumatic experience or just some really self effacing like trial and but they can like speak from like speak from the third party like snarky observer point of view all the whole time. Like it's a very interesting. I mean that's that's partially why the, the story started to draw me in more and more because that kind of like perspective that you're taking that's very like the I don't know the psychographic of that is very interesting to me. Mm. No, that's a great parallel because
1: obviously there's like layers of of literal comedy in my music. It's not like an overwhelming thing, but um, that's a great parallel because that is true about like the mechanism that is comedy like what it is
0: there for is
1: something like that maybe
0: so I, got, I mean I got so many questions at this point but one big Great. one is you wrote all this material and dealt with all these feelings do you feel like you've finally been able to cast it out for good with the release of yes. this album
1: yeah I
0: do <laughs> I really do well
1: part of it was just like
0: uh,
1: part of it was just that in hitting this you know turbulence again i was like all right like i am too old this is this is too old and i am too old that this should be happening and it was like just you like make this the thing that just like finishes this for you and Mm. so uh, beside just you know so kind of that was the prompt like get this out like finally you know yeah like don't half-ass it don't not say things you want to say like you have before you know don't like toe the line of things like go overextend and like make yourself nervous to put it out yeah because that'll be what it like what does it and then additionally like taking real world steps of like okay i can't talk to this person anymore i can't do these things or i can't lean into this tendency that gets me in the wrong, you know, headspace, which is like, you know, there's this, the song Facebook is kind of about that. Like,
0: yeah. Who doesn't bro. love staring at 10 year old pictures of themselves and social media. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the way you start that off too, with the, looking at my clavicle.
1: <laughs> oh no, it's not my clavicle. Okay.
0: <laughs> that just, yeah. digs the mystery. <laughs> but just the, like that, I don't know, is, is that song touching on just this unsettling idea that, you know, for our generation, these painful moments or weird, awkward moments, like everything's still kind of set in amber online for, for yourself and other people to view at any time, potentially?
1: Yes, like, it's it's definitely, like, that's a great, very complete way of, of re- referring to what that song is talking about. But it's not really coming at it from a sort of existential vibe. Like, yes, that is absolutely the problem that's contributing to, or or the thing that's contributing to a problem I have. Mm. But it's more saying like, oh, yeah, it's definitely generational, right? Because like, not everyone, like, we're kind of the first people where Facebook or social media started 10 years ago to where we have decades old memories. Yeah. Yeah that are public and I can, but also to the effect of like, I can all of a sudden one morning be like, wait, who was that childhood friend of mine? And I could go find them and go find (laughs) maybe pictures of me that they uploaded from 10 years ago. Yeah, Like that's weird that I can kind of access these. I can go on a goose chase and reanimate these like weird sentimental lines of my past that are, you know, and it's more about that. Like that that's available to me is not good for certain head spaces you know Mm. like if because if i have a thought like that and if i'm especially stuck on like an old relationship it's like well there is endless endless days of Their life that I can just go back and look at and make discernments about and be like, where was I when this was happening? Was this two years later? And like, is she with that guy now? Or like, you know? Oh, you're like describing a
0: nightmare of an evening for me if I decided I wanted to do that. (laughs) Oh,
1: amazing.
0: uh, So yeah, this is kind of getting back to maybe a question that I was hinting at before, but this this tendency that you've recognized and hopefully uh, vanquished, but this like to fixate or to, like, just dive really deep into the past, or, like, do you think that kind of tendency manifests in any other way, or is it is it really unique to this uh, particular, like, relationship you had? Right.
1: No, it's definitely, I've, it's definitely not exclusive to this case, like, I've, I've historically been a so super nostalgic person, like, obsessive in that way, like, obsessed with going back to places and digging into them or re-experiencing them or like going back to old routines or meeting like meeting up with old people definitely like all of this is super important to me or like clinging you know clinging to those things definitely and like it's interesting because I I don't know if it it's converged with this record, in particular, but I've definitely felt so much less that way in maybe the past two or three years. That's like I good. think I've kind
0: of grown out of that. <laughs> I mean like, the because what I have a note here about the album, which is so many super specific references and vivid <laughs> descriptive details about all these moments. I'm like i most of my teenage years is kind of a blur in that way and this guy can real like you know the kind of car you're driving and the experience driving the car and it's it's you're really able to put yourself mentally there in a way that i mean just with my experience writing lyrics it's like i have to do something completely different because i cannot go there the way someone like you can
1: the so i have i think it's there's a I think this thing we're talking about, which is like this nostalgia element of me, yeah. it's like I don't want to understate it. It's a it, it it is a very intense, very big part of just my how my mind works. I guess you could yeah. say to the point where I think really because I care so much about these old scenes and these old times, um, I get really it it contributes to having a really great memory because right. yeah. i i care about the way that person responded to my uh sentence or whatever yeah. and it's like it was banal but like the banality of it was is what's so intensely uh, like interesting to me or The way that you know my dorm room was arranged I will never forget like every little element of whatever this the dorm room or my childhood room or you know that restaurant or that road or that weird path in the woods like Uh. they're like the banality of all of those things is like what's interesting so a lot of people it's funny cuz Aaron in the band calls it a superpower I'll be like, what was the name Sounds of the like you Use your superpower. <laughs> and I'll be like and because I'll be able to backtrack and be like, oh, well, you said this, you know, way back when. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? And I'll be like, well, it was you know, it must have been a Tuesday because we just came from this class, because you know, <sighs> Uh, I remember that I had, the sun was kind of hitting in a specific way, which really like made me emotional. And actually that day led me to write this song (laughs) about that other thing, you know, and I can kind of like reconstruct and uh, without going, continuing to go on the tangent. No, this is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) This album is like that at, you know, to the max. Like it's that as an exercise, a deliberate, painful exercise.
0: Wow. Yeah. This is really putting the pieces together here. would you call that a photographic memory i mean oh i i don't know i don't think so because
1: i feel like i've met people with photographic memory and they will be like um you know they'll see like a phone number on a billboard and then five hours later i'll be like what was the phone number on the billboard and they'll just ring it off like immediately and it's not like that (laughs)
0: Man, a a soundbite just popped in my head, and maybe this is going to sound stupid, but, like, the Sherlock Holmes of teenage angst. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow.
1: Yep, that's it. Definitely.
0: Oh, my God. So, (laughs) I don't know if you want to back up a little bit at this point, but how long did it take you to make Fantastic Wrists? Like, this sounds like such a huge undertaking.
1: It was um, 2018, very end. I started writing for it. And then all of 2019. And then halfway into 2020. Like, it was in mastering in August of 2020. So, um, like a year and... and
0: Almost two years. Almost. It's... I, I can't emphasize it enough how just majestic and grand and cinematic <laughs> the darn thing sounds.
1: That's really good. Well, it, well, the funny... Well, go ahead. Oh, no, go you go ahead. I was just gonna say the funny part about the the most grandiose elements of it, which are like the orchestrations, where like Aaron yeah. did it, you know, Aaron did them maybe in May of 2020. Like, he did it in the last few months. <sighs> Aaron's yeah. really your
0: secret sauce, isn't he? I mean, the, uh, the strings and the there's saxophone. It's the kind of album where, by the time you get done with it, it's like, was there a single instrument that wasn't on this album at some point, like that had its <laughs> role somewhere?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I, <laughs> that's cool. You know, it was interesting. It was in terms of like the orchestrations. Yeah, like Aaron is Aaron is definitely a huge part of that. Or I mean, uh, more than a huge part of it. Um but like he cuz he was I hired him to produce it heavily. I mean, we co-produced it obviously. Yeah. But I was like every two weeks I was bringing everything to him and he would be like basically recommend the points that this you know, song should reach, you know, based on his recommendation he'd be like you know try to bring it here however you would do that try to do that because i know how you'll do that and the way you'll do that is what i want you know what i mean so kind of using me as a also an instrument for uh, of his Mm. efforts which is interesting but he was like you know he knew that i was pressing on this intense emotional scale and so he was thinking I think it just got to a point where he could see like oh if if you want this to explode this song to explode then it should explode like like to mind blowing levels of like 40 piece orchestra and like it should go longer than you think you know or whatever. Yeah. And so that was him just being like oh you're at like you think 90% is is your max. But our max is, like,
0: actually over here. We can make this bigger. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great you had somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Man. Does he have, uh, like, a jazz R&B background, or is that what you're kind of bringing to it with the writing? Because I, when I was just kind of taking notes and noting what songs kind of reminded me, of whatever other artists, like, that really seemed to be one of the elements was this really keen like, rhythmic and melodic feel that I, I, I feel like you usually get with those genres in particular. Yeah. This is quite musically literate, in other words. I don't know.
1: I know, I got you. It's So, he is... He has a master's in composition and drumming. That checks out. <laughs> for one. So, there's that. And then, I, like... Man, it's been... You know, Good Weird has this on it in a lot of places. But I've been... Definitely getting been getting more into this like R and B feel. Um and it's not even you know because I've been listening to shitloads of of anything obvious that would be like, oh, he's just like a, on this R and B It's just right. like it's like taking little elements of it. But it feels it's just when I perform something for a recording, I often find that like that's the most satisfying way of playing i guess like I'm, I'm i'm always interested in finding ways to like drag things or be like very sultry and i think that's just a, a thing i prefer so i think i am i that was more me bringing it in through writing and aaron is very literate in that world also like much more than me so he would see like for example um the chords on uh the chord strike uh, the chord progression for facebook mm. like there's a lot of great leading tones and like uh just the way the sevens you know there's a lot of like jazz in there yeah jazz chords. and and i was like 53 percent of the way there like i brought that chord progression to him and he was like oh you want to do like this snazzy r&b jazz thing and yeah. then like added all the leading tones and like all the 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 other harmonies and stuff and he knew what i meant you know so i think there was a, a fusion of of
0: those tendencies there no you can really hear it i mean it's it's great that you have somebody to kind of amplify those those leanings like uh i love the kind of bossa nova feel on uh, six foot fence yeah. yeah right ozymandian right. was kind of reminding me of like flying lotus oh yeah a
1: bit. definitely love flying lotus a lot yeah and ozymandian like the the the, the demo title was like tom york
0: loves this <laughs> tom york wants to get do guest vocals on this
1: yeah yeah, yeah. It's just, like, the whole syncopated, fidgety electronic beat thing. Um, yeah, tons of influences, too. If you saw the... Like, there was a 45-track Spotify playlist that, would, before we wrote anything, it's just, like, I filled up this playlist and actually... We, like, put all the songs in a spreadsheet and had, like, ten columns of, like, why I picked this, like, notable instrumentation, like, Aaron's thoughts, the real life element of Jesse's life. I remember reading that and and being
0: very intimidated, yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's just, like, and the point being, like, the influence, and if you go through that list, it's, like, Sophie and Nico Case and the Shins, it's, like,
0: every universe... It's like that meme of Charlie Day with the graphs and the crazy look (laughs) inside trying to explain what have you.
1: Totally. Yeah, totally. Actually, both in terms of Sonics and like the the memories I'm pulling from.
0: (laughs) But I mean, the end result is so elegant and complete. Like it's all the the pieces really fit into place and it's that's how it so much rewards like repeat listens too. Cause you get a, a new moment or appreciate a new like angle of it each time. I mean, even oh, just the synth work, like all the different tones you're getting and, and moments you give for that, that kind of, I mean, cause I have we both have a fondness I think for uh, some IDM artists. Yes. You know, maybe a little plaid or square pusher or boards of Canada. Uh-huh. There's definitely totally. nods to, to that with the, the electronics too.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah it's uh what's interesting well I don't know how interesting it is to most people but it was like right before I started writing um for the record it was like I just got my I had just gotten a Juno 106 and I just got it fixed
0: I had one of those you have <laughs> a 106 I had one, had one of those. and I should have held on to it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <Well, laughs> so, I bought it for like three hundred broken, and I fixed it for like hundred fifty dollars. yeah, absolutely ridiculous um great condition anyway, I think it was it's pretty appropriate that like that instrument like once it was fixed, I was like, I'm just gonna write so many little things on this and mm. for the record, and like Tetris it was probably the first idea that I wrote for the record.
0: So is that bass sound on Tetris? That's the 106: yeah, God that's so that's an epic way to kick off the album.
1: <laughs> both both the bass and the doodly are yeah, yeah, the yeah. same patch
0: Ooh. Isn't that crazy? What's a that's
1: also that's also 106 oh, on a different patch. There's so much 106 on it. but like just to show you that that song. And that it happens first is very, like, is very much a thesis statement for so many, like, so many elements of the record. Yeah, yeah. And also kind of explain, it's almost like a thesis on, like, how we wrote the record, too, because it was, like, 106 heavy. And it's, like, very basic printer in the first half and, like, very Aaron in the second half. Yeah, expands. And, uh. Just that it's, like, this little Juno 106 doodle. Like, so many of the songs were Juno 106 doodles that we just were like, okay, like, now what if it maybe had more chords on it? Or maybe we attach these two things together.
0: Make it widescreen. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And Tetris, like, uh, lyrically or thematically, I feel really sets the tone pretty well, too, for the album. Oh, yeah. Just the, it it paints such a vivid picture up front of a guy super late at night getting sucked into a video game and just repetition and zoning out on that because there's some like, you know, emotional trouble underneath that they're maybe trying to get away from or stewing or, you know, like we're, I'm right there immediately in that kind of place. Like, okay, we're, this is what we're exploring here.
1: Yeah. Right, because, yeah, and I what I like about this song is that it is it feels like a game of Tetris, it's like the repetition of boom doodly, yeah. boom is Piece like is slowly these fitting pieces together, slowly falling, and then you know by the end, it's like you're almost at the top- like the intensity of the end is like you're they're falling super fast, and like you're almost at the yeah. top, and you're like struggling it's to getting out of control. Yeah, like on both dimensions. Yeah. Um, but it's I love Tetris, and during this time, like I would play Tetris, and it's interesting how it would kind of just grab a piece of your mind, and just almost put it on hold. Like it's like you're drugs. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess like 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 half your mind is just gonna be dedicated to this game. Yeah. And then and so it gives you room to just you just think and reminisce and like wonder about stuff and it just opens up that space but doesn't feel like
0: you're stewing
1: because you're doing something
0: right yeah that's a very uh yeah apt way to put it perhaps do you uh do you play video games late at night very much these days or is that uh, where does that fit in your routine for basic printer (sighs)
1: Well, it's so interesting. <laughs> I I like used to be a gamer, really. I'm but I really haven't been for years. Like maybe since twenty sixteen have I really played in any legitimate way. Yeah, you're now too it's busy just
0: working like on that basic printer music. That dang music.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like I will play Like, I bought a handheld Switch, and I have, like, three games. I have, like, Animal Crossing and Mario
0: and this game called Stardew Valley. Just a little game called Stardew Valley. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know it? I haven't played it myself, but I've heard of a lot of people getting addicted to it.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I play one... I'll play a game for one to two hours once a week. And, And it's funny, I actually sold every like almost everything but the switch the other month so wow. i don't know but it's like it's funny because i'm not really a gamer but like i watch so much like
0: gamer youtube oh god yeah
1: <laughs> like Same i here. wait really oh. summoning
0: summoning salt
1: oh the i don't know run,
0: you got to see the oh, summoning salt speedrun speed documentaries
1: okay That's the yeah. Big one, yeah love that and i don't know what it is that like scratches my gamer itch and i'm like yeah. i could watch someone talk about mm-hmm. someone somewhere talk about something related to super mario 64 Yep, every day and it <laughs> without ever having to play it again yeah like,
0: exactly it's so you weird. just live vicariously through the uh yeah the youtuber <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there so. there comes a, a point in many man's life where they go from messing around video games themselves to just letting the YouTubers do it. And <laughs> watching guess, in 20-minute like, chunks, you, you know, not. once in a while.
1: Yep, that's funny and true.
0: Wow. Uh, are you, this is like, are you just totally creatively exhausted now? Because I'm, I'm still scrolling through my notes on this album, and I'm like, he did that, he pulled that off, there's this going, like... You know, where where are you now as an artist wow. after something like this?
1: I've I finally been able to create more a bit, which has been good. It's felt like, what, what the thing about this record was like, I was, you know, two years of doing it pretty much. I finished it and then I didn't really work on music for a couple months and then I started making little demos of stuff again. And I remember the first thought I had on the first demo I made was like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do until I sh- show Aaron this. I guess I have to, like, pay Aaron real quick to get his opinion. <laughs> Some weird loops um, there. Oh,
0: you, fro- you froze for a second. I couldn't hear yeah, you. Yeah, you, you did too. I, I didn't say anything, but. Okay.
1: Okay, got it. Um. There were times, you know, when I made, like, the first demo af- after Fantastic Rifts, the first thought I had was, like, I don't know what to do with this until I take this to Aaron. And then I was, like, oh, jeez. Like, am I just going to be stuck in this mode of, like, Fantastic wrist creation mode? Like, that's the only way I make anything anymore? Um, but as I, like, pushed on, and, like, very recently, like, maybe in the past couple weeks, I've rediscovered, like, the BP ethos of just that I'd kind of forgotten because fantastic was so much more deliberate and like yeah. iterative and quality assured <laughs> like the the bb thing is like plug instruments in fuck around and print it and like try to commit to it as long as possible pretty much and like mm. react to that and just being more playful and like real about it and not being like, oh, there's VSTs that I'll start with and then replace if we need to. (laughs) Yeah. Calculating it like that. It was always like BP originally was like, let's acquire as many little weird devices as I can and like plug them all into each other.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. There is kind of a, there's a playground feel with much of your music that I don't hear very much uh, with fantastic wrist, which I guess is the nature of the beast. So that, I guess that could be a green pasture to, to go to next. It's just the the play, the kind of the the joy of that. Revel in that more musically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Could be but, interesting. Um, but yeah, this. I mean, am I wrong? This is like the definitive work of Basic Printer so far. This <sighs> like. This has got to be pretty exciting that you're finally... I mean, you, you've you been sharing it in, in various forms, and the singles and the the online experiences, but it's now just fully out to the wider world. That must be a pretty right. big... Uh, I don't, are you nervous or...?
1: No, I'm like, this feels like the most flaccid, like, boring part <laughs> of it. <laughs> you know, like... Because uh, as you've been, Like, you know, hundreds of people have... Dug into this record intensely already, right? You know, like the 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 ones that matter anyway, like are or, or the most intrigued people have like already ingested it and told me about it and lived their life with it. So, I my expectation, honestly, honestly, is like put on streaming and then a bunch of people will kind of skim through it and be like, neat. And that's how <laughs> it. That's just the life it'll have yeah. henceforth. Like <laughs> the,
0: the real fans already know it's out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. But in terms of, like, I don't know. It's, like, I think, you know, with this stuff, I feel like your your enthusiasm is always, like, behind the ball a little bit to where this will come out and then maybe, you know, someone will say something really cool or, you know, someone, I don't know, something will happen as a result of it and then I'll kind of be reminded, like, oh, yeah, I did technically finally releases record and like people give a fuck i don't
0: know <laughs> right it's in their hands now yeah so going track by track a little bit i gotta say i love the samples the sampling you do hmm okay uh, how much of it is video game samples or like mario 64 like nugget <laughs> moments or i mean just uh like on pittsburgh especially yeah i love that stuff
1: there's cool, um, so much is Super Mario 64. <laughs> and part of it is, like, it's so funny because we just talked about it. Like, I am not really a gamer anymore. It's it, A lot of stuff we just said is, is converging around the use of the samples, which is, like, yeah. I'm not a gamer anymore, but I have this intense nostalgia and, like, reminiscence and, and stuff, and I'm talking about kind of, like, being irresponsibly an irresponsible overthinker and kind of like a regressed person. So I'm thinking back to like when I was very childish, you know. And that game was just like a definitive thing for everything.
0: Bum, and and blum, then blum, blah, blah, blah,
1: blah. yeah, so <laughs> great. <laughs> and that I am still kind of there with the like this YouTube yeah thing. Like all That's of your this is new avenue for it. Right. And so, all this converges around, like, when it comes to sampling, it's just, like, that, something like that is just, I'm so literate to it. It's just something I understand so well. I, I downloaded the whole sound bank, and I just knew what everything meant, like, immediately. <laughs> like, I knew, like, oh, uh... that footstep on sand, yes, I know what this sounds like. like. So, there's also just an element of that, of, like, this is something I could just take I understand emotionally and technically, and like the whole smoke and scowl
0: beat yeah. is composed of those samples. That's where they really stand <laughs> out. Yeah, on that that's one. good.
1: Um, but on Pittsburgh, so there's a lot of that, and then there's actually some interesting stuff in Pittsburgh as well.
0: Um, I I thought I heard I don't know why, but I thought I heard like a smoking a bong sample in Pittsburgh, and got it's really like, confused.
1: It's, it's a uh, it's a cigarette. Okay. And it's kind of calling back to, like, smoke and scowl. Yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah, it's like a cigarette, like a burning, like a little crackle kind of thing. And then there's there's an interesting sample on there, which is, like, there's kind of, like, a woman coyly,
0: like, laughing. Yep. That one was and, unnerving a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's a little creepy. And what's funny is that one of my old jobs... I was like, uh, one of my old day jobs, I was doing... Um, um, part of it was like customer service, it was a small piece of it, but voicemails would come in and, you know, I, I would, if they left a number or a, uh, an email, I would follow up with them. And someone left a voicemail and it was just that laugh hmm like they didn't realize it was almost like they thought they weren't going to leave a message and then they like heard the beep or something and they're like oh <laughs> and then just shut it off like close the phone and i downloaded it whoa and i, I just it. held it i just held it ever since then
0: wow a true musical scavenger
1: right that's mine.
0: yeah and save it for just that moment
1: yeah yeah there. Which... there's
0: so many like the the songs are expertly written too these These are tunes that you oh. can just like you singing and playing one instrument, you can totally you know get the whole thing, but there's so many moments for these like just instrumental castles and like I said, at the whole it's not overwhelming or not too cluttered, but it's just this super complicated jigsaw puzzle feeling <laughs> in, a, in a lot of places, yeah. Uh, which I mean, again, I, I feel like it's a no brainer for some, if you like Bibio flying Lotus Oof. boards of Canada, it's a no brainer to, this is like the, the like pop rock, I don't know, jazzy R and B distillation of it. But, uh, yeah, I'd really like, I just, I love an album like this where it can really, it's obvious that the artist listens to everything and then picks like a little piece of what they like from all of that everything and, and synthesizes it yeah it's my jam
1: right it's right it's like uh tastefully hopefully tastefully indulgent oh yeah where it's not like oh we're just this is a this this kind of song is like this so it's gonna be like that it's like no let's incorporate <laughs> everything a little bit if we want you
0: know <laughs> This could be totally out of left field, but I feel compelled to ask: Does Robo yeah. Call have a little bit of a Billy Joel thing going on? Oh my like god! The song "Big Shot."
1: I love "Big Shot." I definitely love like Billy dun, Joel, dun, dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. like the electric guitar. <laughs> I and, like the stomping drums.
1: Definitely not. One. Definitely not intentionally, but like Billy Joel. Huge part of my life. Nailed like, it. Yeah, I thought you <laughs> like might my, have that. My mom is from Billy Joel's hometown. Okay, so Long Island. and I've seen him live. Love so so many of his songs, but I definitely wasn't thinking of him. I definitely love this. Like Big Shot is one of his best tunes, and I totally see what you're talking about—the kind of the symbols. Jump, <laughs> jump. Yeah, yeah. The the kind of cloppy intense rock that that chorus is but no (laughs) it's more it's actually funny because obviously love xtc which you weirdly introduced to me kind of um and a lot of people likened that song to like an xtc song which i totally see but was not what i saw going in
0: yeah uh Um,
1: but yeah, Billy Joel was nowhere in my mind making any of this record, but obviously
0: there anyway. I'm sure. Uh, do you have? Do you ever have like personal favorites with your albums, where there's a certain song that satisfies you the most or Definitely. you feel most proud of? So what's that going to be with the with this release?
1: Mickey Mouse, James Dean.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's good just. One. Now is that the is, is it the lyrics in that are particularly striking or what what it, got you with that one?
1: I think it's just everything about it is the most daring version of what the record is doing, which is like weird title, weird and like weird metaphor that seems nonsensical if you're not caring about it, and then you dial in and it's like wait, and then like that's actually intense, and then like super mythological kind of version of real life stuff at the end like there's plenty of real life in there there's plenty of like fake what if world in there and then it's just like every version of what of music I like is in there like this, this, the kind of janky groove and then just like yeah. intense sense and then like orchestral moment and like almost like this Motown thing at the end like so, in a way so it, it's just it's just like this buffet of shit I like,
0: and it's <laughs> crazy we're talking about one song, and you're talking about putting that all in there. Yeah, Wow. <laughs> I suppose. So, what does it mean to be a Mickey Mouse version of James Dean?
1: So, like, I was so at this day job with the with the mem- uh, the, the little laugh sample yeah i just remember like they definitely it was a smaller company so it wasn't like it it was it was great honestly it was a very fun job and like i felt very seen and very you know it was it was definitely great good but um it's just interesting like when you're in a job like that and everyone knows like you're a musician but none of them really are literally literate to like especially you know basic printer type music right so they're like oh let's listen to it you know <laughs> and it's you're like, like uh, no. yeah <laughs> and it's just that implicit vibe of like everyone here knows i'm like i kind of have this like weird thing to me that if they peeled it back it would be kind of like weird for them to learn about me <laughs> but uh and so part of that's like part ways embarrassing and then part ways like the coolest thing about me. You know.
0: Right, it's like what makes you you and interesting. It's it, at a certain point you kind of have to own it even though it Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so like I feel like that a lot like where I'll be in a situation and I know that I'm the 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 nerdiest person in the room or like the least cool and also sometimes what is at the same cool time, anymore right as
0: we near 30 what the hell does cool even mean? I, I know.
1: <laughs> for sure but it's just that concept of like you know um i'm like it's really that concept like what does cool even mean like for me being cool is like being like embarrassingly vulnerable like, that's what I think is cool. It's like, holy shit, like, it, Kevin Barnes, we we yeah. always talk about. It's like, that's the coolest thing. This like, person's
0: taking a risk.
1: Yeah. And so, but it's also like, you know, vulnerability is, is also like objectively uncool. In terms of like, the most standard version of what cool is, just being like, stoic and like, you yeah. know. So, it's kind of like looking at that and i and i feel like this mickey Mouse, like that dichotomy is like
0: <laughs>
1: so random
0: it feels like it's but it's that's two very famous figures in pop culture and when you put them together it's like oh yeah i i, I hear something there <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah right so i don't know it's just interesting to imagine that and and follow the emanations of, like, what results from that what-if combining of universes, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. So, like you said, you've been already sharing this album for a while with, uh, you know, the BP fans that are really in the know and, and um, you know, go on to your your online experiences and everything. So this, this album's been out for a while. People have been interacting with it and uh what are some different things that f- uh fans have responded with like what what kind of messages have you been getting like how do you think people are digesting it so far
1: right it's like yeah how what have i gotten about that it's it's i mean it's been so interesting because i thought that you know i had a I had a fan base that the last thing they knew was, like, Good Weird, which isn't, you know, unemotional and not, you know, it's not like there's things about that that couldn't possibly connect to this album. But, uh, you know, I thought that they might be like, ah, this is, like, so slow and there's, like, acoustic guitar. What the fuck's going on? (laughs) because
0: my favorite track for the record. Really? I love your acoustic guitar playing, yeah. Super just...
1: Like, Dirty Projectors. Oh, yeah. Jumpy stuff that I finally... It's hard to harness that stuff, so it's like, it felt like I had a song that could do that, and it was like, yeah, oh, it's really great.
0: But, uh, but um, yeah, so you're saying pe- people are, you know, good weird is the last thing in their minds. Um, to my ears, that album largely sounds more, like, extroverted. Totally. And then right. you're hitting them with this.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you know... <laughs> it's you know the first probably you know tetris is is kind of an understandable tune but after that it's like i mean it's you look at the track list and it's it's pretty slow for like six or seven songs and then it's like if anyone wanted to like really dance you know it's like so i just thought about how that might lose some people but It felt like a lot of them were being like, "Oh, it's like so, it's mesmerizing," or like, "It's like a movie." Like someone said, "This is like if Wolfpack wrote
0: a musical." (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) that's like that's pretty much my thoughts on it too. Really?
1: So I said, "Basic
0: Printer on Broadway."
1: Yes, and like people, people kept saying that, which was like, "Oh, it's like a movie," or "It's like a like a like a play," or a. Like, there's curtains, right? Mm-hmm. So, I was getting a lot of that, which makes sense, you know, that it's like a movie, it's like a Disney score, you know? Um, so, yeah, and it's just, that's been cool, just basically people saying, oh, it's this big to me. Like, it feels like this big, huge thing, which definitely what we were going for, but I guess I wasn't expecting people to feel that bigness very palpably and I wasn't expecting them to know what I was doing here. You know what I mean? Like, they had that ability to just be like, oh, this is like an adventurous kind of foray of a record. Like, duh, like, it's a basic parent-ism right there. Um, so the trust has been very, like, reaffirmed for me between, like, fans and and creator, I guess you could say
0: now i was wondering if uh you know people who are are digging into it if they have uh i don't i don't know if they've shared this with you of having similar like difficulties around leaving a relationship and then mm. fixating too much on that relationship and if this is ended up being any kind of uh, help for them in like processing and being able to to move on because i really i feel like this is a really this could almost act as catharsis for, for, for somebody who's in that, in that place.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if I got a bunch of that. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I'm forgetting that may have said something like that. Um, I don't think so. What I did that, like people, I I remember when I, when I did the video for like, Smoke and Scowl, people were saying that they thought the lyrics were relatable. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, that any of this could be relatable was interesting. To me. It is,
0: it is, though. You're, you're, uh, I mean, I think you're touching on some kind of universal experiences, if not ones that people, you know, try to f- forget and, and move on eventually. <laughs> but they're, they're yeah. there, you know? Well, it's like a
1: huge influence on this record was, um, do you know the band Y, W-H-Y, question uh, mark?
0: Somebody said they. I reminded of. The, uh, somebody said uh, <laughs> I reminded them of Why, but I. So I was kind of sure. tickled by that, but I, I don't really know their their music that well. No. Cool,
1: like one of my favorite artists of all time, and you know a lot of his records, but there's one specific record, but there's a lot of his records where it's just the int- same thing, like intensely specific, like. We were here with first name last name doing this and like you said we should break up and i cried into you know the blanket from my childhood or whatever just making this up but uh he also you know he's talking about like he has crohn's disease and he's throwing up on whole foods and it's like that has never happened to me and probably never will (laughs) but i like but somehow that feels relatable to me as well So, yeah, there was that element of like, what if I'm just so specific that if I find someone who's like, holy fuck, I felt that it's like, I wouldn't have gotten there if I didn't get so specific because people don't know that we have these shared moments.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a huge appeal of, you know, maybe if there are moments that feel very specific and personal to you, and kind of showcase a lot of vulnerability. And and a part of you is like, oh, I can't share this or explore this. Like, that I'm just gonna be by myself on this one. But no, you 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 roll the dice and you you record it, and it turns out a lot of people can 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 relate and can rally around it. That's really a. I feel right. like that's one of the big victories of of this album is, is exploring those kind of moments. Yeah, maybe that's cool to think about. Well, suffice to say, I, I quite enjoy the album. And, of course, getting to talk about it with you for an hour, I, I f- feel like I have even more insight on it. And, uh, of course, you just have that treasure trove of, of background kind of content and goodies <laughs> also to to cull through. But, uh, yeah, keep making stuff like this. I, I love the, the songwriting, instrumentation, the performances. I'd love to see this live. Like, just everything about this oh was... A victory so it's i it's a treat for me to get to talk with you about it today
1: man thank you so very much um yeah i think there's obviously no way i could go on without taking a lot of this into the next music and the first thing i want to do like when covid is over like i'm basically gonna wait for it to end and then i'm gonna look around and be like all right, is everyone like still going out and doing stuff? All right, we're officially normal. All right, then I'm gonna book a show, yeah, and it's gonna be the super duper delayed live, you know, release of this record, mm. and I'm gonna just do it straight through, and it's gonna be cool. Awesome. Yeah,
0: coming your way, 2024.
1: <laughs> exactly,
0: coming your way, 3,042. Uh, <laughs>
1: exactly. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so very much for wanting to do this. And, uh, I'm glad that for two weeks in a row in our world, we could, uh, talk about each other's music because it felt like, uh, we both liked each other's music very significantly, but, uh, we never actually sat down to just gush like this, which is great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, always, always a treat. So I was, so I was psyched when you asked me to to explore this album with you.
1: Yeah. You're a good person to look at all the intricacies, I think. Okay, cool. All right. all right. Well, I'll be seeing you around the internet. I believe so. Maybe in person eventually. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Amazing. I mean, what, what else can be said? That That's going to do it for us for today. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. Next week, I'm going to be talking about In the Aeroplane Over the Sea by a Neutral Milk Hotel, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.